0: Welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud, a weekly podcast with IT leaders who are driving the future of a software-defined infrastructure-based data center. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be in the world. My name is Jake Smith, Director of Data Center Technologies, and I am joined today by Sebastian Borhers from Watari, Founder and Software Lead. Welcome, Sebastian. Well, thank you very much, Jake. Pleasure to be here. Well, it's an honor to have you, Sebastian. You know, our listeners are not often greeted by somebody with your background. So can you give our listeners a little bit of background into Watari and your background as the founder of this company that specializes in
1: image-based AI systems? Yes, of course. So, Batari is a German company and we founded it roughly a year ago, a year and a half. Of course, I'm not the only founder there. I am joined by my two brilliant colleagues in Marvin Gumbel and Roland Singer, who are not here today, but I'm representing them, of course, as well. And I'm coming basically from a traditional computer science background. So I studied information science at the technical university in Munich and achieved a bachelor there. I met Roland already during school. And later on, we found each other again, so to say, when I was looking for a programming job as a software engineer. And he had this brilliant idea with Marvin or this project where they worked on cameras and wanted to recognize the license plates of cars. And that was kind of the beginning of Atari. So we started working on that roughly three years ago, I think. We even created our own hardware camera there. And well, one thing led to another, and today we are a computer vision solution provider. Atari's unique features are based on these early achievements. So we have our own soft and hardware suite and do pretty much everything in-house. And that is what really defines us. You know, you've
0: taken a really revolutionary approach. You've become a fully integrated solution provider. What is it about working with Intel and the AI Builders program that kind of gets you excited to build some of these new computer vision and really next generation AI vision technologies?
1: Okay, where to get started? Because there are really a lot of points. One of the most important ones for me actually is working with the kind of hardware accelerators that we have now access to mostly in the form of the Intel Myriad X chip right now. And of course I'm looking forward to the next generation in Kim Bay, but these chips are so small and powerful. It's a pleasure to work with them. You can integrate them into any kind of hardware. For example, in our end cam, we have up to three of them, and it's really marvelous what you can do with that. So with this kind of processing power, it immediately becomes yeah, possible to execute fantastic AI models and even the larger ones directly on the edge. So you no longer need any kind of big server in the background or something like that, that does all the computation for you, but you can just deploy a really small camera somewhere and it will recognize... most difficult problems that couldn't be solved prior to that. And this is one of the nice experiences with the Intel AI Builders program, because we have direct access to all the technicians there. They help us all the time. If you have any questions or something like that, or things could be improved upon, they always help us. And the Builders program is also fantastic for marketing and getting your Intel based solution out there. And so that people actually know you and get to know the solution. And that's the second point I would to mention here at this point was writing the white paper about one of our solutions in line together with the Intel team there, because it went so smoothly and you had a really nice looking white paper after the process was done. And it was far easier than I would have imagined.
0: That's great. Well, you know, the program founder Bridget Alexander and the team are just awesome and I love working with them and I love to get great reports from members of the program. But I wanna talk about what you've done with the Myriad X and also how you've taken advantage of Xeon and next generation instructions like AVX 512. What really started to drive your vision of building a computer vision infrastructure for the edge like what you've done with Inline?
1: Well, it all started with the license plate recognition. So in the ANPR sector, we had a lot of competition but the detection or accuracy rates of these competitors was not quite as high as it could have been and we looked for new ways to solve these problems and of course when we came across ai models or in more detail if i'm talking about ai i mostly mean deep neural networks so not the traditional machine learning approaches but really big neural networks that you need a quite a lot of processing power in order to train and execute them and we wanted to have a camera that can execute these kind of ai models on the edge so at the beginning of atari we had a lot of customers from the gcc area so for example dubai and there you mostly don't have a great internet connection to be honest so it was no option to have a big cloud-based application running somewhere where you can stream your video to for example so we looked at how can we really execute these kind of big models on the camera because we wanted to do it with deep learning because the results were just fantastic. So we reached accuracy detection rates of really up to 99%. And that was quite a thing in Dubai because they have so many license plates there. You can't imagine. We had over 80 in our database and they all look very different from each other. So you have every kind of color and shape. When we checked the market, there was no such camera that could run these models really at a smooth FPS rate. So of course you could buy larger cameras with maybe a little bit bigger CPUs in them, but still you would only reach like one digit FPS rates. Let's say the highest was maybe 10 FPS or something like that. As soon as the cars, of course, went a little bit faster, that was not enough. So this is where finally one of our partners, Aeon, came into play. Who are building custom computing stacks with intel hardware so they had small intel atom cpus and they had additional pcb boards equipped with the myriad x and when we discovered this well that was a game changer for us because the myriad x is so efficient for its performance so it's very small it only needs A few watts maybe and that is for an edge computing device really a great benefit because of course you have a power connection but it's better to have it operating at really low power or needing not that much power because sometimes it's also operating with let's say solar cells or something like that so less power is here key and the myriad X was for the small power it requires really a powerful alternative to the other chips out there and well it's so small but still very modular so you could uh, pack multiple of these chips onto a pcb board what ion did and that was kind of how we built our own end cam with this powerful hardware and the myriad x chip was really the game changer here and you also asked how we use intel xeon processors the myriad x of course is nice for inference but you can't do any training on that you still need a server, maybe in the cloud or maybe somewhere local, deployed in a factory or something like that. You still need a server in order to perform the training. And for this, we are using the Intel Xeon processes there. It has the nice benefit that a lot of customers already have IT infrastructure in place. And of course, most of these servers are operating with Xeon processes. The customers don't need to buy completely new hardware in these cases. So they can reuse their existing infrastructure to train new models. And then they have some end camps, for example, in their facility somewhere, and we can upload these trained models onto these devices. And that is where Xeon really helps. Of course, we have to try to optimize this process, right? Because training on CPUs takes a little bit more time, but we can already reduce that with new instructions like the AVX512 instruction which is a great vector operation that performs operations on matrices, for example, very important for deep learning, quite efficiently. And that helps speed up the training process significantly. What we also did with our endline solution, for example, where we achieved, I think it was factor two or something like that, faster training times with other optimizations, of course, combined.
0: So Sebastian, talk a little bit about the future. And where do you see the future of AI modeling? Where do you see the future of deep neural networks going? You're on the forefront of the AI industry really driving the next generation models. Where does it go from here?
1: Well, I would say it goes straight up. The current technology in deep learning has gotten us really far already. I wouldn't say it's real intelligence so far, because of course we have these new kind of technology that allows us to approach problems that cannot be really expressed with any kind of algorithm where you need some flexibility in your computing stack. That's where AI models really shine today. But I'm imagining a world in the future, maybe five or 10 years from now, where these models become even smarter, where they require less and less interactions or training from humans and less data to begin with because this is the main problem right now in any sector that uses ai um, you mostly need a lot of data in order to train these ai models and to get really good results there are already approaches to reduce the amount of data that you need for example we have done it with nline where we use state-of-the-art anomaly detection methods where you just use gold samples for example so that means you just show the ai how your product should look. And it will tell you as soon as it sees an image that deviates from this gold sample, making it really easy to train AIs because you don't need that much data. But I imagine in the future that maybe we need even less. Maybe it can learn from a few pictures and already knows like a human to classify and detect the objects that we are interested in. I like the example of if I show a person A few pictures, maybe three or four of red apples, for example, and then I show him a picture of a green apple. I think most of the humans would be able to recognize that, but it's not the case with most of the deep learning AI models that we have today. And I imagine a future where this will become possible, making it really easy to deploy and use AI for any kind of situation, really helping us humans to reach the next level. Well, you know, Sebastian, humankind
0: has been reticent at times to adopt the AI models that have been developed thus far. But when we think about what the benefits are, can you talk about the benefits in some of the industries where your customers are taking advantage of the models?
1: Well, one obvious advantage is in the manufacturing area or quality control sector where we mainly operate in is that customers are finally able to have a consistent quality control in their factories. So, of course, every customer of ours wants to produce products that are always 100% correct and with no errors. But of course, that's not possible. And many of them today have a quality control in place that is still done by humans. So there will be A person at the end of a factory line for example checking each product in the worst case i would say and you have a lot of inconsistencies with these kind of techniques because a human can become tired or what if another person then takes over the next shift and he looks at the products and has a different kind of criteria he applies to it right so one would say okay this roof tile for example is still fine and the other one would say no i would sort it out these kind of inconsistencies can hurt companies because it might lead to customers receiving products that are not meeting the standard quality criteria that they strive for. So in these kind of areas, we can really help with AI. You can automate these processes, which is very difficult without AI, because how do you really write an algorithm that tells you, okay, this roof tile is good now. There are so much variables that you have to take into account that it's almost impossible. And AI is a good candidate, I would say, for these kind of problems because you can just show AI models how the good sample looks like, and it will tell you once your products deviate from that. Here we have a real benefit, so we replace the inconsistent factor of the human in the factory, and companies can not only make sure that the quality standards of their products are kept really high and consistent, they also can save a lot of money. One customers of ours actually found out that they could use a lot less color pigments in order to colorize their products. So they reduced the amount of pigments in the process and the AI told them, okay, the product is still fine. And they did that until the AI made an alert and said, okay, the product is no longer have the correct color. Then they put the pigments a little bit back up and saved a lot of money there because pigments for this customer were really expensive. And this is the second thing where it really shines, AI. So you can optimize the processes in your factory. Or imagine to place AI models or cameras, in our case, at different points in your production process. And maybe at one point, the AI will tell you, hey, stop, here are a lot of defects happening. Then you can trace it back to a certain machine, for example, that maybe is too old or some parts are broken that causes it to... Produce faulty products, for example. So these are the areas where AI really shines for our customers and has helped them a lot in the past.
0: Well, Sebastian, I mean, you guys are revolutionizing the industry. We're very excited to continue to partner with you. Where can our listeners find out more about Watari?
1: Of course, on our website. So just hit in that browser URL watari.io and you will reach our website. Then, of course, the Intel AI Builders program, you can also search for our solutions. We have published a lot there already. For example, Endline, our inline cable control solution, or also our older project, I would say. So with ANPR, you can also find some examples there. The white paper I have already mentioned. So it's also about Endline, but goes into great technical detail. So if you want to know a little bit more about how we are actually solving these problems, feel free to check that out. And yes, of course, you can also look up on YouTube some webinars that we held together with other companies. There was also one on O'Reilly. If You have access to that with great other companies. So that's really interesting as well.
0: Well, Sebastian, on behalf of Intel, the AI Builders program, and our teams that work on the great technologies that the Watari team is so good at deploying, I want to thank you, Sebastian Borjares founder and software lead at Watari. Wherever you may be in the world, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon, or good night.